How can you fail as an insurance agent? Great question. It's easier than you think. Welcome to the Medicare Marketing and Sales Podcast, where we give mediocre Medicare advice to insurance agents. I'm your host, Mike Atorna, and we're going to talk about the top five ways I found to fail as an insurance agent. Now, we are recording this the last week of 2022. So here are some things to think about going into 2023 to help you be more successful. The first one is to have no marketing plan. Now, I'm not saying you need a 300-page marketing plan going into next year or any part of Medicare, which we'll talk about here in a second, but you have to have some direction of what you want to do, what your expectations are, and what to do if those expectations aren't met. Because I believe there are four seasons to the Medicare agent. There is Q1, which is post-AEP and OEP, which we're going into as we record this. Q2 is SEP season. So that's when, you know, OEP is over, AEP is not there. You're working with your due eligibles or people coming off group or people moving into the area. Q3 is pre-AEP where you're getting ramped up for AEP. You're doing all your, all your certifications and you're also prepping your book of business for the upcoming season, which is Q4 AEP. If you are consistently winging it, then you're making it much harder on yourself to have sustained success. And side note, this is why roughly 20 years in the business, I've seen more successful captive agents than independent. Not to say independent agents can't be successful. A lot of them are very successful, but you see a lot more people come into the business as independent agents and fail and leave the business than you do as captive agents. Because captive agents have this one word that a lot of independent, 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 excuse me, agents don't have, and that's accountability. Who's holding you accountable? I started my Medicare journey in insurance as a captive agent. I'd been an independent agent two years prior doing other than Medicare products. When I went captive for the first time, I had this sales manager. And this sales manager had a uh, sales manager for themselves. And then there was a VP of sales and a regional director and yada, yada, yada. There was a whole hierarchy of people. If I had a bad week that were looking at me going, what's going on? I had to go to my sales manager and said, hey, I had a bad week. Here's what I did. Here's my activities. And we walked through a plan. If I had another bad week, we worked through another plan. So I had someone to answer to. When I, went in, when I was independent prior to that, I had a bad week. Guess what? Oh, well, I know I worked hard in my own self for my own self well guess what it wasn't that hard so having that accountability can make the difference between being successful and making excuses to where you are no longer in the business so point there is have a plan and hold yourself accountable like you would someone that worked for you the second way to fail as an insurance agent is don't cross sell your core products your medicare advantage your med subs your part d plans take care of your bills your heating, your cooling, your lights, your gas, your phone, your mortgage, your rent, whatever bills you have. Ancillary products produce profit. Not saying you should ever sell something to someone they don't need, but you can't tell me of all the clients and prospects you've worked with, you never found one that couldn't benefit from a hospital indemnity plan or final expense or dental or cancer plan, etc. If you've never found one that can't benefit from one or some of these products, then you're not asking the right questions. It's your responsibility to make sure your clients know your full portfolio and what you offer. And if there's a need there, it will probably come up. 
I know a handful of years ago, we worked with a, a brokerage that all of a sudden their final expense sales skyrocketed. And so we went to them and said, Hey, what's going on? Your FE sales are spectacular. FE being final expense. And they said, the only thing they changed in their fact finding session was they asked, who do you have your life insurance through? That's it. And a lot of people said, I don't have life insurance. And that sparked the conversation of why it's important to have life insurance. And some people bought, some people didn't obviously, but that made people start thinking about life insurance and they started making sales. So look at your fact finding and say, am I letting my clients know in a very non-confrontational or pressure way, what I offer and how it can help them. So make sure you add that to your 2023 plan. And number three is having no retention plan. The sale is just the start, not the end. For a lot of agents, they get in front of the, the, the prospect, they work with them, they enroll them in a product, they turn them to client, and that's it. No more communication. And your clients may not be expecting a relationship after initial appointment. And because in their mind, you help them get the policy that they were looking to get. And if they never hear from you again, why not just call an 800 number that comes across the screen or a mail piece that comes to them in AEP that says, hey, we can help you. Well, if they're not hearing from you, there's no relationship. If you're not establishing a relationship, there isn't one. And if you're like Mike, we had a great appointment. Of course, I have a relationship with them. I had a great appointment. I had a great appointment buying my auto insurance. I have a relationship with the person I bought my auto insurance from. I would have no qualms leaving them. In fact, a handful of years ago, I did because I had some issues, set price around, found something else, and switched to it. So if you think that having one great appointment makes a great relationship, you're in for a consistent churning of your book of business. So set up a retention plan. Before the end of that appointment, when are they going to hear from you next? You need to establish that because this rolls right into number four, which is no referrals. Retention equals referrals because if they can't remember you, they can't refer you. How many clients or excuse me, prospects have you talked to in the field that don't remember the name of their agent? You don't want to be that agent ever to your clients. And if you're, cons if you're consistently having to run marketing to get sales, you're eroding your profits. Because let's say it costs you $200 to get in front of a prospect between all your marketing out there, whether it be mailers or digital campaigns or seminars, you know, you're paying for your time, et cetera. All these things that you're doing for marketing and we boil it down, it costs you $200 to get in front of a prospect, which is pretty reasonable for a lot of agents. You, you run five appointments a week under those marketing guidelines, that's $1,000 a week or $52,000 a year in marketing costs. If you could cut that in half, that's over $2,000 a month you're adding back in your pocket if you're changing it from marketing appointments to referral appointments. So having that retention plan that we talked about just moments ago rolls right into referrals, which increases your profitability. So I'm not saying, and of course you should ask for referrals and do it in a way you feel comfortable and the decline is happy to give you some, but point is no retention equals no referrals, which equals a much more expensive and costly book of business. And last but not least, and for Pete's sake, it's pushing 2023. In fact, we're just a handful of days away while I'm recording this 
from 2023, not evolving is a phenomenal way to fail as an agent. And if you think, well, it's not going to happen to me, Blockbuster thought the same thing. Remember Blockbuster, the video store? One of the reasons that they did not go into the mail order service of DVDs is because about 20 to 30% of their income came from late fees. And they didn't charge, and Netflix didn't charge late fees before streaming was a thing. So Blockbuster was like, we're not doing that. And where's Blockbuster now? Gone. Where's Netflix? In most households, right? Blockbuster is gone because they didn't evolve. When's the last time you bought a CD or a DVD or a number of other things that have been outdated? Like paper apps in our industry. We're one of the very few industries that still even consider paper applications anymore when most people don't. Most people, when they buy their health insurance through their employer, go to a website, click on some things, and they're done. They don't fill out a paper app to go into an open enrollment for their employer. They probably, when they apply for their job, they didn't do a paper application. So if you're not evolving, you're, you're putting your clients in a position that they're not used to being in, and it makes it uncomfortable, or it makes you feel antiquated. Do you have a CRM? I mean, CRMs have been around for over 20 plus years. Nobody that I know of uses paper ledgers anymore. We have QuickBooks, we have spreadsheets, we have all these things to track expenses. Most people don't do paper. Now, truth be told, I still use a paper mileage tracker because I'm old school like that, but that's it. I mean, I don't have a, I have a paper planner for side notes, but my digital calendar is where I live. So if you are not evolving by doing electronic applications, by having a CRM, and so many are robust, and can automate so many things, so you don't have to think about it. So that retention plan can be half automated for you. So if you think, I don't have time to do retention, guess what? No, you just have, don't have the right protocols in place to establish ret retention. And again, you're wiping the opportunity clean to have referrals or not what being clean, but eliminating it. You get my point. You need to be evolving. And last little tidbit in there, we need to watch 2024 changes because over the past few years, we've seen a lot of complaints skyrocket. So we're going to see big changes in 2024. If you're not currently evolving, you may be left out in the dust. So make sure you're watching the market and you're evolving accordingly. So there's some ways to fail as an agent. Hopefully you're not doing any of those and you're evolving and you've got a profitable book of business and you've got great relationships established with your clients and you've got retention plans in place and you've you got some marketing ideas. So I hope that's where you are. If not, check out some previous episodes for more advice and watch for future episodes as we further discuss these things. So until next time, go out there, have fun, make money, and get impeccable service.